You're an inspiration to all Asians here. You put masculinity back for Asians. I wish we had a camera on now at the moment. <laughs> last of the Mohicans. Oh, God. <laughs> if you could choose anyone to deliver your ration packs to the door, Oi. who would it be? Oh, wow. I don't know. Mm. Is this like a wish, you know, like, or somebody real? Uh, up to you. It could be anyone. Oh, well, I don't know. Santa Claus? He's got a big sack. I've had a coconut worm in a cocktail. Oh. <laughs> As you do. Yeah, it's pretty good. Oh. Coconutty, not too bad. Yeah. It was dead. Is it wiggle? Is it no. wiggle? No, uh, it gets uh, blowtorched. Hello and welcome to the Bureau Podcast. I'm Matt Cowan, the Bureau Chief and your host. What another intriguing week it's been here in Ho Chi Minh City, quite possibly the quietest city in the world at the moment. Yes, I did just say that. Thank you for joining me as I unpack some of what's been happening in Ho Chi Minh City with my co-hosts in another gritty episode of Vietnam's award-winning podcast. Joining me as usual, in fact, she doesn't have much choice in the matter. God bless her and God bless the Philippines and God bless chicken pork at double two. It's the Bureau's content manager, Melanie Kasul Mabu. Hi, Mel. Hi. Hello, hello. Oh my gosh, it is so quiet. Sometimes I feel like I, I don't want to talk because it's going to shatter the silence. <laughs> Uh, I think I just came up with a new Instagram handle for you. Mm? What? At Mabuhai Mel. Ah. So what would be the content, Mel? The weather? No. You know, it hailed somewhere in Ho Chi Minh City this week. That just about sums up the kind of year we've been Mm. having. Usually... You'd expect to see ice on the streets of Pham Nu Lao, not falling <laughs> from the skies above it. Oh, well, the, not that I'd know there you know. go. Things are changing. Climate is changing. So Everything's what can you changing. do? Yes. Yep. And on the line, still bunkered down in the epicenter of Ho Chi Minh City's COVID crisis in District 1 in an apartment somewhere. Weighing in at uh, <laughs> probably 70 kilograms. Lost a lot of uh, weight during quarantine. In the boxer shorts and wife beater singlet, Andrew Tran. How are you, Andy? <laughs> what up? Good to be here, locked in, safe. Hey, uh, good to hear. <laughs> hey, when you were boxing, what weight division were you in? I was in what's called the junior welterweight division, which was uh, in, in the amateur ranks, it's 64 kilos, but okay. in the pro ranks, it's 63 and a half kilos. All right. So I was nearly there when I said 70. Class. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, what were some of the crazy things you did when, uh, in order to make sure you were weighed in at the correct weight? Mm. Um, tried not to eat too much. Wow. Um, reduce my carbs. So seriously speaking, reduce my carbs. Yep. Um, eat a lot of vegetables. Uh, mm. Run, obviously. You do all your workouts and all that kind of stuff. Yep. yep. Rest is a big one. And and then the, the day before, you, you actually you do this for the week leading into it. You start doing this water weight. Oh. Um, type of, like, so a lot of pros do it. So yeah. essentially you load up on the amount of water you drink at the start wow. of the week. And then you gradually taper down. Oh. Um, and what happens is your body, it tricks your body to, to basically urinate a lot of the water out and, and that's how you dry yourself up. Interesting. Like it can't be healthy, can it? Is it? <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> no, it's not. Now, uh, Andy, you've had a big week on the socials. I noticed you were a special guest on PD Magic's show last Friday wow. night. Yeah, it looks like they run a pretty slick show. But it's a little bit late though. Well, that's the name of it, isn't yeah, it? No. <laughs> 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 or, yeah. It's yeah. a late show. It's a lot of fun. And, and uh, that happens every Friday night, but right now they've just kind of started this daily stream called Orange Stream. Yeah, oh, right. I saw that. Yeah, it looks right? fun. looks really yeah. fun. Yeah. Aren't you yeah, glad you're part fun. of it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think- hey, but, you know, it's, it's, not, it's, not like the, it's not like the Bureau podcast. You know, I, uh, yeah, that's- I enjoy getting um, harassed by you two. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. that's what we were getting at. Yeah. Which one's better? <laughs> um, and also, um, your old mate. 
emphasis on the old, mm. had his big fight over the weekend. Of course, I'm talking about Congressman mm-hmm. Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, he lost though. Yes. Yeah. Is that his yeah, one song? Know, like, yeah, I think so. Mm. I think so. I mean, he took that fight late. I mean, he was training for one fighter, different, different style altogether, and then had to switch it up because otherwise he would lose that date and the whole card would absolutely mm. be ruined. So he took that fight. He took a risk. Yudanis uh, Ugandas. Yudanis mm. um, Ugandas. And he is uh, the current kind of world champion and like one of the alphabet world champions. And, mm. you know, he's a live dog. He, he, everyone was like, betting favorite was, was obviously Manny Pacquiao. Yeah. No one had heard of uh, Uganda. Yeah, but he's but, really young. I, mean, I had heard of him. Mm. Yeah. No, no, he's not. He's like 35. Um, uh. He's not that young. He's, oh, he's, he's an old guy. But he comes from, he's from Cuba. <laughs> he's from Cuba, but, but he, he, he can actually fight. And he's put that <laughs> behind him, so that's why. Uh, so, Mel, is uh, Pac-Man still a congressman? Uh, look, I, I stopped following Philippine politics a long time ago. And, mm. yep, uh, I think he still is, but I don't, you know, I think election year is next year. Okay. So, yeah. Um, Andy, let's say you ran into Pac-Man on the street. Would he recognize you? Mm. Hell no. <laughs> uh, so what, what, what would you say to him then? Damn, I was hoping you'd say yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, we all, uh, what would I say to him? I'll be like, you're an inspiration to all Asians here. You put masculinity back for Asians. I wish we had a camera on now at the moment. <laughs> last of the Mohicans. Oh, God. <laughs> a real Asian dude. Hey, you know, like, uh, you know, a lot of Gen Zs, they all, all these Gen Zs are all thinking about crazy rich Asians, you know, it's a oh, supple, yeah. sophisticated. The movie. People don't understand, man. It's, 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 yeah, it's movie, but, but what's mm. real is like Joy Luck Club. If anybody is, is old enough oh, to yeah, know that. Oh, yeah, that's right. The book and the movie. The book and the movie. Of, you know, yeah. That is what real immigration is like. You know, that's grit. Uh, I came anyway, to America with the swan feather. Ends my hopes <laughs> and my dreams. I don't know if that's the exact is that, line. Is that what you'd say to Manny? No. To what would no. you say, Mel? Um, <laughs> <laughs> look, um, I'm, uh, what do you call this? I'm not a big fan. All right. Uh, as a sportsman, when he first started out, yes, I'm a fan. But lately, um, you know, especially with the way he is on Twitter and social media and, you know, I have a lot of LGBTQ plus friends and yeah, I, I just don't agree with his, uh, with his stance on same-sex marriage. I, I think that love is love and unfortunately he's taking uh, the whole Christian thing too far. I mean, I'm a Christian as well, but. Yeah, we're, we just don't see eye to eye uh, on that on that level. You probably yeah. would. You're about the same height. <laughs> I think, uh, no, I, I'm actually a Protestant. I'm don't really sure what kind of Christian religion he is, but it's not the religion where God is an all-loving God. Okay, so uh, <laughs> before we finally move on, um, now I'm asking Andy these questions because um, – Andy has actually met the man. Now, what's uh, one thing that struck you about him that the average punter wouldn't know about him? Ah, uh, the funny thing is he's got massive calves. Like, <laughs> okay. for a small dude, no, 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 but for a small dude, he has massive calves. And mm. anyone who knows boxing knows, like, your power distribution um, obviously comes through the hips, but then yeah. how you push off is through your calves and – Oh, my God, they're like basketball size <laughs> for a small guy. Okay, well, that's the show for today. Andy's previous life as a boxer and official. <laughs> nah, just kidding. On the real show today, we have our usual COVID-19 updates with reports from Andy and Mel. We chat briefly about expats divided here in Vietnam over vaccinations. Mel froths over the Vietnam army boys who've been sending (laughs) temperatures soaring and hearts fluttering on social media this week. We take a look back at the big name celebs that have visited Vietnam in the past as the US vice president wraps up her visit to Hanoi. And burgers. Mm. Yes. What unusual ingredient would you like to see in a burger in Vietnam? All that and more, so stick around. You know you're not going anywhere.
as I alluded in the intro, guys, it's been a big week in Ho Chi Minh City with COVID-19. Last week on the show, I mentioned some late news that the government was about to send in the military to help with the enforcement of a 24-7 curfew. Well, they're here. (laughs) And the delivery (laughs) of essential supplies to householders throughout our city of which there are believed to be around 13 million people. Mm. That's a lot of mouths to feed and a lot of tiger to deliver. (laughs) I think after this, everyone's going to appreciate their delivery driver just that little bit more and Aussies might even give them a tip. Wow, really? That's a first. <laughs> we're, we're, we're a generous bunch, aren't we? Yeah. Now, I just want to provide a snapshot for our listeners. As of yesterday at about this time, according to VN Express, there have now been about 380,000 local cases reported in this wave. Wow. Is this the new Delta strain or is it the old one still? Oh, that's a good question. But mm. I mean the, the wave that we're going through at okay. the moment. So I think it All includes right. that one. All right. Uh, to put that into perspective, I think we reported this time last week that we were about to clock 300,000 cases. So this week, 380,000. So as we speak, our current caseload may have reached 400,000 already. That's crazy. With Ho Chi Minh City recording the majority with approximately 190,000 cases. Meanwhile, our current seven-day average is a tick over 11,000 new cases daily. In fact, on Wednesday, over 12,000 new cases had been reported on that day alone. So clearly there's still a long way to go yet. Mm. As of last Monday, Ho Chi Minh City has been under, for all intents and purposes, according to some commentators, martial law. Ah, come on. That's, look, I've lived through the 70s. Okay. That is not martial law. I am a martial law baby. You know, when Marcos was uh, declared martial law in the Philippines, you know, and I was, you know, part of that 70s, 80s. Uh, this is not martial law at all. Sorry. Yeah, well, I was about to say that, <laughs> yeah, that I'm loath to say it because it feels like it gives the wrong impression. Yep. Uh, because Very we wrong. know that the reason for deploying the military to Ho Chi Minh City in our case is to maintain checkpoints, yep, mm-hmm. to prevent the movement of people mm-hmm. um, and to manage the delivery of essential supplies, mm. as I've just mentioned. Also, it's important to note that the forces include more than 2,000 medics Mm. and scores of military doctors. So it's not like the tanks have rolled into town and the soldiers have shoot-to-kill orders. Hey, if you go to the Philippines, you go to a Jollibee, you go to a SM Super Mall, the security guards have, like, rifles. I know, I it's know. It's, like, everyday occurrence. So it's pretty this, confronting, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so for me, obviously, I am not, like, yeah. surprised or it doesn't make me feel nervous, right? I mean, how about you guys in Australia? Andy, do, do your security guys carry, like, heavy machinery at the mall or something? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we don't have security be like that. It'd be, it okay. would, it's only the police and um, like armor guard okay. uh, security guys who. Oh, yeah, yeah, security yeah. guards. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, I tell, you, I tell yeah. you what, though, with these soldiers in town, I wouldn't mind borrowing some for the afternoon to clean out some of those expat Facebook groups. <laughs> I don't know if I was allowed to say that. It's okay. You already, um, you Uh, know, unsubscribed to them. I'm kind of purging. Uh, But in all seriousness, I can understand the military presence might be taken out of context Mm. and seen as more than just giving the city a hand. After all, there are soldiers at checkpoints with automatic weapons slung over their shoulders, I believe. Yeah. Well, uh, like I said, you know. Yep. So, um, Andy, how are you seeing things from where you're situated in District 1? I ain't seeing anything. I'm in, in my house, locked up, um, just working away. But it's, it's quiet. It's eerie. Like you, you know. I mean, I the only time I'm actually outside of my apartment is when I'm just upstairs and um, like in the balcony, and you can hear nothing. Because, I mean, realistically, the only thing you hear is sirens, but you mm. just don't hear anything, and it's crazy. And I live in a really busy area yeah. where there's music, something, people like just shouting out loud. Yeah. Honking. It's so yeah, hard to imagine. Kind yeah. Of scary. yeah. And yeah, and the photos that you're seeing online, right? Like uh, just empty streets. Yep. And how are you getting your um, food deliveries? Or did you uh, I, I stock up? up? I did oh, yeah, stock up. up. No, yeah. yeah. I, I, I did what the government 
aiming not to do, which is panic buy. <laughs> and uh, I, joined, I joined the round. Yeah, I, I think lie. everybody joined yeah. in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, guilty here. You know, which well. is exactly, yeah, it's exactly opposite to what uh, the, the government wanted yeah. people yeah. to do mm. last week. That's and, right. You know, yeah. Okay, and uh, how about in District 7, Mel? How are things outside the city centre? Well, you know, compared to District 1 and District 2, District 7 is, well, actually, no, like District 2, District 7 is like a bubble, right? Okay. So we're just here. Uh, We live in an apartment complex. I haven't been out either. But what's interesting, though, is that the real estate lady... Okay, uh, so our landlord is not living in Ho Chi Minh, so we communicate through the real estate agent lady. And she actually has been sending me Facebook messages that say, hey, Mr. Veggie Man is going to be at gate number oh. two at so-and-so at this time. Bring your own bags and, you know, if you want eggs, bring a box for your eggs. Mm. And then, yeah, so there's this guy named Mr. Veggie Man <laughs> who comes to... This is not like the main gate. This is like gate number two in one of the side it's corners. Very clandestine. Yeah, it's yeah. it's like in the one of the side corners of our apartment complex. And yeah, so I get messages like this and I'm like, hey, do I go down? I mean, yeah. do I go in and, and buy something from Mr. Veggie Man? And it's like, this is like the second day I received a message from her. And I, I don't know. I mean, should I go down? It's like, I don't mm. know. Mm. <laughs> So yeah, there's a lot of these pop-up sellers, you know, like Mr. Veggie Man. And look, I know people have to make a living, but it's um it goes against what they what everyone's trying to achieve, really, yeah, isn't it? It defeats the purpose of of a lockdown if a Mr. Veggie Man, you know, pops up like yep. that and yep. and everybody goes down and we don't know if Mr. Vegeman has a vaccination already or where he's coming from. So yeah, it's it's all very scary. So if you get a text from your real estate agent that Mr. Vegeman is there, treat it like, you know, the <laughs> wicker like man. The man. Yeah. yeah, treat him yeah. like the wicker man or the boogeyman and don't go down. Now, I've also noticed online that things have heated up among the remaining expat community here in regard to vaccinations. What I'm seeing playing out at the moment is something similar along the lines being drawn in Australia, for example. There appear to be two major camps. Now, jump in anytime, you guys. Um, Mm -hmm. One consisting of people who are waiting for more data on the long-term effects of the vaccine, in addition to the perceived collusion between governments and big pharma. And the other consisting of people who are saying, let's just get on with it. It's a public health issue. Get vaccinated and let's get the show on the road. I've oversimplified things for brevity, but that's what I'm seeing. And mm. I've got to say, I think both have valid points. I'm, I'm kind of sounding like I'm sitting on the fence again, which isn't good for the algorithm. I know. <laughs> uh, it's just that I see validity in both sides of the argument. And I agree mm. that everyone should be able to say their piece as we are here. Um, But just to let the listeners know, I've had one dose of the vaccine so far and plan to follow up with the second when when and if it becomes available. I know, Andy, you've been quite vocal on this podcast about Mm -hmm. where you sit on this issue. Would you like to add anything as it relates to the expat community here in Ho Chi Minh City Mm. and their stance on vaccinations? Didn't um, Pfizer just get approved by FDA in America? So if you need government validation of some sort, it's invalidated. FDA is invalidated. You're ready to go. Just go do it. Get mm. it done. Um, and, and like, I know there are people who argue that, well, even if I do get it, I'm, you know, I can still get COVID. So like, yeah, yeah, no shit. But um, you're going to recover a lot quicker. You, your chances of getting through that a lot higher. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's a lot of other... So as much as there's like total or whatever like pieces written up about you know the anti-vax and how there's not enough proof to you know for its long-term effects, there's a mountain of evidence from you know peer-reviewed studies and whatnot mm. that shows like it's a, you're better off getting the vaccination or uh, the vaccine than not getting the vaccine. And there's like clear proofs of those who catch COVID, those who recover quickly, are those who already had the vaccine, um, you know, and 
I don't know. I don't know how, what else you want to say. Like, I get it. You know, <laughs> I mean, your body, it's your right, it's yeah. all that kind of stuff. But you gotta, you know, you gotta do what's good for the community more so than yourself sometimes. Right. Okay. Thanks. Um, what about you, Mel? Look, I'm uh, looking at this from the perspective of a person who was born and lived um, half of her life in a developing country. And actually, I am still living in a developing country. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm coming from the point of view of a middle-class person who lives in a developing Southeast Asian country. And for me, this is not a matter of, you know, again, it's the P word. Am I privileged enough to have a choice, you know? So for us, we are actually, if you, if you notice, a lot of the expat communities, Asians, are the first ones here in Vietnam to, to go for the vaccination. Right. Because we are coming from a perspective that it is, you know, in our home country, there is a lot of sickness. There are a lot of um, diseases that may have already been eradicated or is not a, you know, is not a threat in more developed countries, but right. in our country, we still have it. Right. There's still people who have tuberculosis in the Philippines, you know? And so for me, I'm looking at it from that perspective. So personally, I, I want to get vaccinated and I encourage other people to do so because, you know, it's in, in some countries, this is really a problem, you know? Countries whose infrastructure and whose health, uh, you know, they don't have health insurance. They don't have the health infrastructure. The government can't provide assistance to, you know, citizens, uh, a great majority of the citizens. And this is an opportunity for them to to make themselves and their community safe as well. Yeah, I think it was a good point that you made about um, having choices and having options. Mm. I, I think, um, you know, I've got one foot in both camps, meaning, you know, I'm from Australia, uh, but live in Vietnam. So I've got the experience of both countries. Mm. Um, and, uh, I'm really seeing the difference, uh, between those countries that have it, that, that have, uh, versus countries, perhaps like the Philippines, you know, the have nots mm. and, and the, the interesting positions that people are taking with it. Now, on a lighter note, guys, the arrival of the military in town hasn't entirely turned off everyone. In fact, (laughs) members of both the straight and gay communities online have been salivating at the apparent hotness of our saviours in uniform. Ooh la la! I don't know how you're feeling about that, Andy. Uh, Social media steamed up earlier in the week when TikTok videos of the crack commando team Cobra Squad checking in at an airport giving the impression they were heading to Ho Chi Minh City to fight the good fight circulated online. Yeah. Great timing as it had just been announced the military were coming to town. All right. Yep. Couldn't <laughs> couldn't wait. <laughs> just crawl through TikTok, Instagram Reels, Facebook. Yep. They were coming to town. It's like Christmas in Oh, wait, Christmas in September. (laughs) However, wait, Mel, all wasn't as it appeared, it seems. I hate to break it to you, somehow Hmm. I don't think the Cobra Squad will be delivering your groceries to the door next week. Oh, no. I think your squad of hotness is a private fitness kind of boot camp mob. (laughs) <laughs> Looks like you'll just have to settle for the Bunbol squad if need be. <laughs> so it's a fake. It's they're not really military people. I they, don't think so. I think they're a um like a boot camp. They're gym uh, instructors. Yeah, like gym instructors that, oh. that you know help companies get fit. Okay, and then of people and they dance. They they dress up like BTS well, okay. and yeah, stuff and like that. Yeah, makeup on oh, and stuff like God. that. Are you there, Andy? Have we have we got you on the line still? <laughs> I think it's the yeah. wrong target audience. He's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> what, you don't know about the Cobra Squad? I sent no. you. I sent you a link. <laughs> I sent you a link. Oh, and then they, that's it? Yeah. Oh, he knows, he and knows. then you, 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 t- you, you asked me, what is this, Mel? <laughs> and then I, that was it. I never heard from you again. <laughs> anyway, I've got to say, though, the online cartoons and memes of soldiers going around delivering groceries are very cute. Mm. Have you seen those? Yeah, very cute. Yeah. Now, one question. If you could choose anyone to deliver your ration packs to the door, who would it be? 
Oh, wow. I don't know. Is this like a wish, you know, like, or somebody real? Uh, up to you. It could be anyone. Oh, well, I don't know. Santa Claus? <laughs> He's got a big sack <laughs> full of goodies. Yeah. yeah? I've got a few more jokes. Yeah. I, I've been, <laughs> Plus, you know, it's it's going to be September soon. And, you know, in the Philippines, Christmas starts at, in September. Is it September? Well, August, mm-hmm. September, B-R, B-E-R months. So, yeah, Santa would be good. Yep. <laughs> Andy? I don't know. I, I, I don't really think of the military that way. I, I think of them as a wholesome human being. <laughs> but, <laughs> You know, I, I don't have a weird connotation towards it. I mean, uh, no, but, but different question, different what, question. <laughs> if you could choose anyone to knock on your door and hand you over your groceries, yeah, who would it be? Oh, yeah, like watermelon delivery, yeah. you know, fruit, Mr. Yeah. Andrew, Mr. Andy, yeah, coconut delivery. <laughs> um, yeah, how about Miss Vietnam? How about that? Oh, oh. which yeah. year? <laughs> Which year? <laughs> now, um, speaking of groceries, yesterday I received from a friendly neighbour the menu, mm. if you will, our lockdown menu for what we can order through our local ward. Oh, wow. And presumably, if or when we order, delivered by a cute and cuddly cartoon character. <laughs> I mean, soldier. <laughs> Wait a minute. So we got a menu? Uh, my uh, my neighbour oh. sent it to me. How about you, Andy? Do you have a menu? No, I, I have not received a menu or any notification from my landlord. Oh, I hope ah. it's not fake. Oh, see, this is really strange because I also saw online and my friend who lives in District 2, she was showing, you know, the groceries that was delivered to her by the military. Mm. So I don't think it's like a uniform, how do you say, a tactical execution of this, you know, <laughs> of this is of this plan, really, because it's kind of different. Yeah, I don't every know. district. Mm. What does our but menu have? Isn't it? But isn't it? Isn't it dependent on on which zone you're in? So if you're in a red zone, but mm, we're in an orange zone. Yeah, we're zone. in an orange, so yeah. we get delivered. But mm. yeah, um, um, well, I'm in a green. Any, oh, okay. Anyway, on the menu, would you like to know? Yeah, okay, sure. What's on the menu? Uh huh. <laughs> Um, okay, so there are 10 combos available. Okay. I won't go through them all, but they're yep. ranging in price from 149000 for combo six, okay. which has, wait for it, yams, mm-hmm. gourd. Ooh, I love gourd. Wakey pumpkin. Is it for like breakfast? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bitter melon, spring onion. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's it. Um, wait and- a minute, gourd, bitter melon is a type of gourd. Yeah. Okay. So I, I, I think it's just a random one. It's this big green uh, vegetable that's like super big, bigger than an eggplant. So it's like, and you it's know, pimply, elongated. Pimply yeah. kind of. Yeah. And no, the gourd is smooth. The gourd has a smooth <laughs> skin. Oh, God. Meanwhile, the bitter melon is the one that's, it's like ribbed. <laughs> We should have had this yeah. conversation in, in last <laughs> week's episode. Okay, so for 995,000 Vietnam what? dong. A million. So that's about, a, about almost a million. Yeah, that's about 50 bucks US, a million. I think. What? A million. Okay. Uh, for combo seven, it has chicken wings. Okay. Headless bussa fish. Oh. Thigh meat. Wow. Quail eggs. Dalat lettuce. Ooh. I think that's bumped the price up. Yeah. Cucumber. Yep. Water spinach, cabbage, tomato, yams, green onions, and cilantro. Wow, cilantro. Interesting. Mm. Headless. Well, cilantro is basil, right? Uh, <laughs> no, it's cilantro. Cori- coriander. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, coriander. 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 Yeah, we'll call it, we usually call it coriander. Yeah, yeah so right. this 900K yeah. package bundle combo, mm. it, it does have meat. Yeah, chicken so, wings, yeah, fish, so it is more meat. expensive. It yeah. says thigh meat, but I'm not sure from what thigh. <laughs> or from what meat. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I take it. I um, mean, but yeah. I've got to add that other combos include cooking and household products. Okay. Um, but combo two in particular caught my eye. It offers 200 grams of live maggots. What? Uh, so I'm, I'm assuming that's a translation error. 
Live maggots. Yeah. Uh, is it like used as like a cleaning agent for? <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's a brand. Yeah. I don't know. The translation. Maggie. Seem... Maybe it's Maggie. Maggie noodles. I don't know. Maggie? But it just says 200 grams of live maggots. Maybe it's um, Maggie noodle. Maybe it's no? coconut worms. Oh, I don't know. What do you do with coconut worms at home? Have you had a coconut worm, Andy? Maybe that's for protein. Nah. Is that for protein or calcium? Have had I've had a coconut worm in a cocktail. Oh. <laughs> As you do. Yeah, it was pretty good. Oh. Coconutty, not too bad. Yeah. It was dead. Is it wiggle? Is it no. wiggle? No, uh, it gets uh, blow-torched. Oh. It, it was pretty tasty. Um, anyway, it's got me wondering mm? what the Aussie ration pack combos would be. Now, I've come up with some. Okay. Uh, I'll give you guys a little bit of time to think about what you would put in your Aussie ration pack if you had the chance. <laughs> uh, one of them is the Dimmy Combo. <laughs> Dimmy combo. Uh, so it would just have half a dozen steamed. It's basically what I feel like now. Oh, half dimmy. a dozen steamed dimmies, minimum chips and a Coke. Mm. Uh, that wouldn't last long. Um, neither would this, the four and 20 combo. Ooh, meat pie. With, yeah, four frozen mm. pies, a small bag of peas and some tomato sauce. Mm. And uh, for late at night, the deconstructed DIY kebab combo. Wow. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. Dimmies are salty, though. I don't like them. Yeah. Yeah. I like them. Is this like an Australian question? So, Andy, you go next. Because I'm still trying to memorize well, the stuff for my Australian citizenship uh, <laughs> exam. <laughs> I can't get through the uh, national anthem yet. There is the quiz to do as well. I know. Well, no one can get through the national anthem now. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know the second verse. I don't know anyone in Australia. Oh, it would be the the immigrants that would know the second verse. I know. I'm a bad, <laughs> I'm a bad student. Yeah. How about you, Andy? What do you, what's in your uh, Aussie pack? That uh, accent is really pack. hard too. <laughs> well, Matt's Aussie pack is actually quite comprehensive, and I <laughs> like it already. One thing that I would want to create is um, a non-perishable Aussie pack. Ooh. So we'll start off yeah. with. Anzac biscuits. Oh, oh yes. Nice. Um, you also got to add in some Vegemite, obviously. Oh, yeah. Uh, Very rare at the moment. Yeah. That doesn't yeah. expire, yeah. does it? Well, it just doesn't um, doesn't last long enough. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't last long enough. Yeah. But, but with any you know, Vegemite, you've got to have a stick of butter. So mm. butter comes with that um, that yep. ration pack straight up. Yep. And it's the Western-style butter, by the way. It's none of the... Margarine, it's not that yep. butter, yeah. salted. Mm. Real. Yeah, I would do the Aussie pies as well. Oh, oh man. <laughs> what else? Are you getting homesick, Andy? Oh, uh, you know what? The um what are the biscuits? You know the biscuits with the like the um Tim strawberry Tams? kind of jam oh, Tim Tams, yeah. There's this other one. It's like with coconut flakes. Oh, yes. Biscuits. Yeah. Mm. What are they called? It's from Arnott's. No? I don't know. Yeah, it's from Arnott's. It's, yeah. it's got a biscuit on the bottom mm. and then it's got like marshmallow. Raspberry. Ras- uh, yeah, yeah. Raspberry yeah. jam. Strawberry something, Strawberry right? jam, is it? Ah. Marshmallow yeah. and then coconut. I don't know. Anyway. On top. Oh, that's Anyone, anyone watching all this thing will know that. Sarsaparilla. Ah, yeah. it's like a root yeah. beer. Is that like a root beer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. like a root beer or um, a cedo, you know, like a... Uh, <laughs> yeah, passion. That used to be passiona, right? Passiona, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the creamy soda. Well, I said this week has been an interesting week and a week of firsts, I might add, with the US Vice President popping into Hanoi for a quick visit. Yes, Kamala Harris is the first US VP to visit Vietnam ever. You go, girl. Uh, VP Harris is or was officially here to discuss the US's additional pledged COVID-19 vaccine doses, Mm -hmm. additional funding to support lower Mekong Delta climate change issues, the opening of the CDC, the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention. In Hanoi. In Hanoi. Wow. Yeah, it's a Southeast Asia regional office to facilitate pandemic responses. She was here for talks on trade and investment, strategic partnerships. Um, any thoughts on that, guys? Yeah, it's it's really cool. Well, obviously, she's the first uh, U.S. vice president to come here, so that's a milestone. And on top of that, she's the first female U.S. 
vice president and the first um, Asian American vice president. So it's yeah, it's it's um, yeah, a lot of firsts. Yeah, it's yep. it's a really good um, yeah, it's a really good event and uh, welcome. Yeah. Well, of course, as is customary when a high-profile diplomat visits Vietnam, the serious conversations start to happen, which is what will they eat or have eaten while here? <laughs> that's so very Asian, right? Like when you like, have you eaten? Yeah, have you eaten? That's right. Hey, let's eat, you know? <laughs> Do you have that in Filipino? Do you have yeah. that, that greeting? You know, so in Vietnamese, it's mm-hmm. generally, oh, have really? you eaten? Okay. You know, that's one of the first things they'll ask. Oh, 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 really? Right. Okay. okay. Well, in the Philippines, yeah. you just, you know, if, if you come for a call, you know, if, if you visit somebody's house, the first thing they would say, do you want a call? Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of food related. I guess it? everyone knows what the answer would be anyway. Yeah. If you asked, <laughs> have Filipino. you eaten yet? They'd be like, yeah, we've yeah, eaten. Yeah. Uh, just to be polite. We've about three times, actually. We went to the mall on the yeah. way here. And <laughs> so uh, what do you think Kamala's uh, first meal would have been? Wow. Like when she landed. Yeah. Uh, not airline food. <laughs> oh, no, because uh, she, she rode her to, own plane, right? Yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah, Air Force Two. Oh, wow. Where did she stay? Did she stay no at idea. like the Metropole or something? No idea. Ah. Yeah. I don't know. May, what Maybe time did she arrive? Maybe house or something. Ooh, oh. fancy. Yeah. Well, I, I did see some photos. Did she arrive at night? Well, uh, it would depend, sure. right? She would probably have a Cafe Suda. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, you know, I don't know if she was jet lagged. Maybe she had a meeting right away and she had to be awake. That would be something that I would serve her right away. Yeah. So you'd give her a Cafe Suda? Yeah. Yeah. Would you like a cafe soda, ma'am? What about you, Andy? What would you give her if she if she turned up at your door? Oof. She was staying at your place. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll uh, uh, you know, I'll give her something. You know, <laughs> keep sweet, it, cl- keep it clean. <laughs> <laughs> something sweet, okay? Yeah, mm. okay. Yeah, no, no. I, I I'll give her, you know, an egg coffee, like. Oh, oh yeah, nice. very Hanoi. Yeah, egg I coffee. Like that. All good right, one. Cool. very good. Well, back in 2016, Barack Obama visited Vietnam during his term as president. Mm. You remember that, Mel? Oh, yeah, with the famous Anthony Bourdain, sure. Yeah, that's right. He sat down uh, with Anthony Bourdain uh, to eat Bun Gia, and that place now is called Bun Gia Obama. Mm. And uh, it's now a tourist destination in itself. I went there, I think. <laughs> well, I didn't go in. I but went there. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, I've never been. Oh, when I was in Hanoi the last time, uh, uh, the taxi drove past. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the owner. I went in. Sorry, I went in Andy. Uh, they put everything in like a glass. <laughs> I've seen that, yeah. Oh, yeah, like a museum. That's yeah, right. Yeah, so the. Like a museum. So the tables mm-hmm. in there, are the chairs in there as well, in this glass box, plastic box? Uh, no, the table is there. They, they put all the plates yeah. and all that kind of stuff on the table. That's amazing. And then they yeah. it. Yeah. I didn't get to go in. I just saw the sign from the outside. That's crazy. And was, is that all for firsterity? <laughs> May, no. I guess so. Hey, if we, if we, <laughs> no? You don't think so? No, he said four. They ate bun cha. <laughs> right. right. Sorry, dad joke. That was a dad joke. Um, and how was the fur? Oh, sorry, it wasn't fur. It was bun. Yeah. How was the bun cha? Okay. Bun cha wish your girlfriend was hot like me. Did you bun eat cha. Andy? Uh, yes, I did. It's not that bad, but it's not really the best. And you mm. talk to locals and they're like, yeah, it's not really the best. Best is, mm. you know, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, okay. Okay. It's for Instagram, I guess. And uh, let's yeah. not forget that Bill Clinton, mm. uh, he visited Far 2000 here in Ho Chi Minh City back yeah. around the year 2000. Mm. Um, wow. Allegedly afterwards, a staff member was found to have something hot and sticky on a dress. <laughs> to which Bill apparently said on the way out, I did not have Chully Mex with those dishes. <laughs> Quank, quank, quank. Oh. <laughs> um, anyway, moving on. Um, and Malcolm Turnbull, uh, the ex-Aussie Prime Minister, he had bun me for the first time with celeb chef Luke Nguyen in Da Nang in 2017. Yeah, that's right. Uh, no plastic monuments there to mark that occasion. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I know because by chance I ate at that very vendor mm. a couple of years later. You have a photo with that lady. Yeah, I have a photo with her. 
Um, I reckon she might be a bit, might have been a bit disappointed though when she found out I was, I was a nobody. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you did have the accent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think she was happy with silver. that. Yeah, yeah, she might have been all right. She was fun. She was really nice mm. and uh, her bun me was really good. Mm-hmm. The food was good there. Now, can you see something like this happening again with Kamala Harris's visit? Look. The thing is, th- those kinds of like posterity <laughs> food uh, things is really good if there's a cameraman, it, the, the newspapers, there, media, right. and then tourists will eventually, you know, like follow suit. But because of COVID, probably not. But, you know, she does deserve a red carpet welcome and she does deserve some kind of food. How do you say mm. um, a food trip? Experience. A food experience. Yep. I would suggest maybe the curry ga. Oh, curry ga. Curry ga. Yeah. Okay, so that's uh, chicken. Yeah, curry, chicken, chicken curry. Chicken well, curry. Because mm. she, she has Indian roots. Right. And okay. I know mm. Vietnamese are going to say, no, that's the Vietnamese curry. But mm. essentially, the curry is an Indian spice. Right. So I think that would match her heritage. Okay. And, you know, there's a lot of Hindu um, uh, temples here in, in Vietnam. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, there's, there's two right in the center of town. Yes, yep. and um, I actually went to one of them on a very special occasion. This is the Hindu temple on Tontantip. I think it's called the Sri Dandayudapani Temple. And that's, a, that's like one of the most important shrines here in Vietnam for, you know, uh, reflecting Hindu, Indian heritage and yeah, such. Yeah, it's quite famous yeah. in the region too, yep. right? Yep. So yeah, Kariga. Okay, that's a good one. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we tend to forget that it's likely, I haven't looked into, fully looked into the history of uh, Vietnamese food, but obviously when it, when it comes to a curry, there's that Hindu influence the Indian mm-hmm. influence in Vietnamese culture that mm-hmm. has, you know, it's left that behind. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a lot of other street food around the city that you you look at and you go, okay, that this is from that, that region. Be, this is East this Asian be, region. This yeah, could be Indian. Yeah, or East know? Asian like Sri Lanka. South. Yeah, South Asian. Yeah. that's right. Sorry. Yep. yep. Okay, so that's the politicians out of the way. What about other celebs who've visited Vietnam? Mm. Do you recall any or have you had any experiences with them? I think the only celeb that I can recall that has come to Vietnam is Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolene, right? Mm. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay, tell us the story. What happened? (laughs) I don't know. Oh, you went there. (laughs) I went there. Yeah, no, I just read about it and... uh, I think they had dogs with some kids. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, no, yeah you know, they did, actually. They went to Cambodia. No, right? they also adopted a Vietnamese child, Pax Tien. Oh, wow, they did a Madonna. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> they have a few. But speaking of Brangelina, oh, wow. I actually was here when they visited. And I, ah. was, I was stalking them with a bunch of my friends, you know. And we found out they were staying at the Hyatt. And there, so, wasn't, there wasn't much to do no, in, in Saigon. No, <laughs> and we were harassing the concierge at the Hyatt and we actually ordered, you know, like food at the bar just to, to see if they came out. But of course, there's a back entrance that, that the celebrities use and, you know, tinted cars. So we never got to, to see them. And then I was so obsessed with stalking them that I told my then boss that I wouldn't be able to go to a client dinner this particular Friday or Saturday, I can't remember. And guess what? The client dinner was at the Temple Bar. Wow. And that's where they had dinner on the same night. And I'm like, I'm so bugging. It's like, what? (laughs) And so did you go in there? Did you meet them? No, because I didn't go to the client dinner because I wanted to stop them. And it turned out they were having a dinner at the same place this client dinner was supposed to be at. But you didn't get to meet them any other way? You no, didn't? I, I didn't even see them at all. Oh, no. 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 <laughs> oh, that Temple Club was a nice little place. I hope I it's still it's, there. I think it closed. Even before? Year. I think oh, last year it closed okay. down. Yeah, really yeah. nice place. Mm. Yeah. Well, there's a bunch of other people that came here. Ariana Grande. 
uh, was it Angel Angel Grande? Ariana. What's her name? Ariana, Ariana Grande. Yeah. yeah. So, so tell me this. So, I, just for my context, so what happened? Like she, she just got really sensitive over something, and then just was like, nah, not gonna. I think it was basically that. No, but Wasn't actually, it? Matt, you went to uh, her press conference, right? Was she there? No. Uh, no, I got invited to the press conference okay. um, held by the organizers. Them, yeah. Yeah. And um, usually when you go to a press conference in Vietnam, you get a little gift on the way out. Mm. Um, mm. Sometimes it might be money. Mm-hmm. You might get like 500,000. Mm-hmm. Which of is course, the cap. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, being a good. Um, journo, I give it back. <laughs> you know, impartial. But I you am. got a ticket. Um, in this case, I got one ticket to it, and I'm like, oh, what am I going to do with this? Mm. Um, so in the end, I I bought another one, didn't I? Yes, you did. I bought another one, and uh, I donated them to a local charity, mm-hmm. uh, a local girls' orphanage. Mm-hmm. Um. And then she cancelled. She cancelled. <laughs> the excuse was that she had like, uh, she was sick, like there was something wrong with her voice or something like that. But then um, I think what really happened, and this is just like my opinion, because I saw, you know, the the footage of people waiting outside the, the theatre and there were obviously like stories coming out from the people who were already inside the Coliseum. Yeah, they were already in there. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And they didn't fill it up. So, oh. yeah. So yeah. I think, it, in, I, I, I'm just guessing, maybe she canceled because, you know, there's maybe a clause in the contract that you had to sell certain amount of tickets. Yep. Or, Possibly. yeah, yeah, yep. it, it didn't really get sold out. So, yeah. Okay, to wrap up this episode, guys, a bit of news on the foodie front coming out of Melbourne this week, brought to my attention by my brother Jeff, who lives in Melbourne, and another supporter of our work, Adam from Canberra. They both sent this in around the same time midweek. Easy's Burger Joint in Melbourne this week received the gong for best burger in Victoria with their Mott's Madness Burger, which has a dim sim, look it up if you don't know, and a Mm. potato cake look it up too, in it, um, as the stars of the show. It also includes a double serving of onions, sliced cheese and veggies, along with a burger patty. And uh, the photo of it looks out of this world. I could smash one right now. So it's like, what, a combination of Australian food and a dim sim? Is it like a Chinese a dim, thing? Well, it's Chinese originally ah, inspired. And a potato uh, cake. I think the Andy, the Aussies can claim the dimmy. Is is yours? Yeah. yeah. Well, where's the where's the pineapple? Ooh. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. No pineapple in it. No yeah. beetroot. Yeah. No beetroot. Yeah. Uh huh. So yeah, no maybe lose points on that one. <laughs> um. So yeah, the unusual ingredients of a dim sim and a potato cake got me thinking: what unusual ingredient here in Vietnam would enhance the flavour of a burger? So uh, we've had fur burger. <laughs> I can't say that with a. Losing it. We've had fur burgers. Um, I've also had a fur pizza, even mm. though it's not a burger. By a fur cocktail. A fur cocktail. Yeah. Um, and fur pizza, it was sensational. From Domino's, they also had one. Did they? Yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. have the Domino's mm. one. Uh, okay, so Andy, you first. What would be one ingredient from Vietnam that you would throw into a burger to make it good? What about the, uh, the prawn paste? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Just smear that on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> And then, And then some uh, mum. Nook mum. Oh, jeez, it'd pong, wouldn't it? That'd be, oof. <laughs> well, uh, you know, Vietnam, they have their own, let's say, chilies. So it's always good to have like, you know. So you'd have a spicy one? A spicy burger. Okay. Yeah. And, um. Maybe instead of like lettuce, it could be like the morning glory. Ugh. Like, you know, I don't spinach. Think I could do it. No, I'm no. not into morning glory much. Okay. All right. But yeah, I could see that. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe made into a little patty, veggie. 
Yeah, uh, sure. oh, yeah, veggie burger. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and chai. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Vietn- Vietnamese food has some really cool vegetarian options. So yeah. yeah, veggie burger. Well, in the spirit of Vietnam, I'm going to kind of copy Easy's. I'd throw in some chu mai, <laughs> which are kind of like dimmies. <laughs> That's Chinese, though. Yeah. True. Yeah, they sort of have their own version, right? Mm. Hakao? Yeah. No. Um, and I'd fry up a few of those. Um, How about a jayo instead of a shumai? Jayo. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Jayo, like a yeah. spring roll, mm-hmm. deep fried spring roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Okay. But that's sort of Chinese as well, in a way, isn't it? Um, yeah. And then Everything I'd, came from China. Then I'd, <laughs> then I'd add some, <laughs> some eggy uh, botchin. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's the one. So it's nice. this uh, bot- is uh, these small rubbery pieces of rice cake. Yeah, that's really um, good. And they're cubed. Mm. Then they're fried up in a wok. It, I think they fry it up in a flat grill wok yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And cooked with egg. So they'll fry an egg in it, throw in some onion, salt and pepper, and mm. a little bit of pork crackling. Yeah, as well. that's really cool. I reckon that could work. <laughs> Why did I go for the bo- boring vegetarian yeah, version? Mel. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all we've got for you today. I hope you've enjoyed this episode as much as we have. I want to thank my co-hosts. Firstly, Melanie Castle. Thanks, Mel. No problem. You're welcome. Uh, you can find Mel on social media searching Hot Soldier Delivery Boys. <laughs> on um, TikTok. <laughs> and at Melanie Castle on Instagram and perhaps even at Mabu Hai Mel. Nah, I don't already. think so. Okay, nah. all right. Uh, and you can also see what she's been up to on all the Bureau Asia channels. And big ups to Andy, locked up in District 1. If you want to help him out, send him a combo meal of some kind. Especially if you're Miss Universe. Yeah. Oh, well, I was going to say, would you yeah. like a cute army boy to drop it off for you, Andy? <laughs> oh, why not? Why not? I don't want, I don't want. Anyway, you can, it up a bit. you can do that by calling Andy's number. No, uh, by DMing him at Andrew Chan Digital on Instagram. And Finally, thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the episode and you think others will too, give us a share through your networks. Every little bit helps. And be sure to visit our website, thebureauasia.com. And remember that we also have a Discord community that we're trying to build, which we're hoping will reduce our reliance on Facebook. You can find the link to that on Facebook, ironically. We're at Andy. At the Bureau Asia.